0: The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the North East. Reserve a table today on 213 0399 or visit CasasanLorenzo.co.uk. Newcastle Fans TV.
1: Hello, everybody, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show. It is our last in a moment show of 2022, but you're going to listen to it. In 2023, it is going to be Newcastle United's greatest moment of 2022. And we've got some fantastic moments. Normally, we'll say we've got about two moments, maybe three moments in a year to talk about, but we've got several, several moments because anytime you mention Newcastle United to a Newcastle United supporter in the year of 2022, Sam Mourner, you just have a smile on your face, you can relax and you can talk about it all day.
2: It's been a great year. We could not have done this any other year since uh, NFTV's inception, I don't think. It's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, you could probably count... How many games have we even lost in 2022? It can't be that many. You could probably count them on I your can, fingers I, with ease.
1: I think I counted it all together. I think, I think with the Cup game, I think it's nine games we've lost.
2: Wow. In a calendar year that's that's incredible uh unless we lose, uh, unless we've lost to leeds in which 10 so bad luck there but i'm sure it'll be fine but yeah an amazing year whatever happens so yeah incredible the turnaround from the back end of last season to the start of this season it's a shame the world cup had to interrupt it but either way whatever way you look at it what an amazing year for Eddie Howe, for the new owners, for Newcastle United and its supporters. I, I think
1: I'm safe to say the Sam. We couldn't have asked for a better calendar yet.
2: Uh, no, no. What, what, what else would there have been to really improve on? You can't fault effort from players, staff, the transfers that we've brought in, going back from last January, like, Chris Wood's done a job and he was like the least glamorous signing to to unreal signings like Bruno. Um, Alex Isak still to come back. He's going to have a huge 2023, uh, 2023 hopefully. Um, Big Dan Byrne, what what a boy he's been. Trippier started it all. Everything. It, it's just been an absolute pleasure to support Newcastle United in 2022, which ugh, when was the last time you could say that?
1: Oh, probably 20 years ago, maybe. Maybe 20 years ago. You're talking that long. And that's no disrespect to the players and managers that have represented Newcastle United over the years. But the guy at the top stopped Newcastle United from really doing anything special. And 2022 has been almost a special year, if you like, for Newcastle United. We're going into 2023 in the quarterfinal of the League Cup the third round of the FA Cup in which we've got a, a, a you would think a good tie, Sheffield Wednesday League One away from home. We're sitting at the minute third in the Premier League table as we record right now. And it's it's remarkable. It's been absolutely remarkable. I know the pessimist and Sam will say, well, we're still seven points away from safety.
2: <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah, you gotta to get to forty points, haven't you? Um yeah. It's it's incredible that like, I didn't think would be this far up the league so soon. I I mean, I maintain I'd still take like... I'd be chuffed with seventh, but like European football is looking very, very certain and that Carabao Cup run now is so exciting, so exciting. The quarterfinals not far away. We know we can do the business against Leicester. Um, we have done the last two times we've played them and then we're in a two-legged semi-final for the first time in... I, I don't know when um yeah it's so exciting so exciting we've got some clips of um our favorite moments and uh the rest of the team's favorite moments um from 2022 so you can help us reminisce from um recent memories and recent times so uh you're in for a real treat over the next half hour 45 minutes how long it takes we'll be here but yeah what a year it's been and if 2023 is just as good or even better. Oh, I cannot wait.
1: Yeah. If, if 2023 is better than 2022, Newcastle have either won a trophy or back in Europe. That's probably how high you've got to say it in terms of the, in terms of the bar or how, how, how much further we can actually reach to what the best moment for Newcastle United could be in 2023. Um, Let's go back to 2022, though. Sam, it, it started off probably a little bit dodgy, if you want to call it like that. Newcastle had a couple of games postponed due to COVID issues, which seems a thing of a, a thing of the past now, which is brilliant to hear. But that FA Cup tie against Cambridge United is probably the only mark on Eddie Howe for 2022. He played his best eleven that he had available, and Newcastle still managed to manage to become the upset of the FA Cup third round. But since then.
2: We'd That's the FA Cup, back. though, isn't it? That's the FA Cup. I mean, you can't fault Eddie Harry for putting a strong team out. Personally, I wasn't... Like, I didn't think that was the time for a cup run anyway because we were in a real mess in the Premier League. We'd won, what, one game? Two games by then, by Christmas? Um, yeah, we were in a terrible mess. So... Not having that FA Cup run was probably a blessing in disguise. Although you never like to be on the receiving end of a giant killing, but you know we, we've we've been there a lot over the over uh, in, in our history. So it's one of them things. It's the FA Cup. It happens, but the way with the team and the club responded from from that setback against Cambridge was so commendable. And whilst it was. At the start, and then first couple of wins to set us off on our way, we, we stayed up at an absolute canter in the end, and it was just incredible how we finished the season.
1: It was absolutely remarkable. Players were brought in in January, of course, you touched on a few already, Sam. But Kieran Trippier coming in was a big say a big signing, a big statement from the new ownership, which we'll touch on later. Matt Target come through on loan. Dan Byrne came in from Brighton, Premier League experience, the centre-half at Newcastle, were desperately after. They were mentioned Sven Botman, they were mentioned Diego Carlos, uh, Barry who potentially could be joining Chelsea now. They were the options, but Dan, Dan Byrne was the one that Newcastle managed to get over the line. Then Chris Wood came in, but I think the big signing that everybody was talking about was Bruno Guimaraes. Not many people knew knew, knew about him,
2: Huh, they do now, they
1: but they certainly do know Sam, if uh, for any Newcastle fan who just they forgot about 2022 and you had to compare the midfield of December 2021 to the midfield of December 22 with Bruno in it, how do you try and compare it or how can you explain the transformation?
2: Well, if you're going to do that with the midfield as well, it's not just Bruno you've got to put in there as well, it's Joe Linton. Joe Linton was still a forlorn number nine in December 2021, wasn't he? And maybe he'd get shoved out on the left wing to do a job. But, um, yeah, the midfield transformation, switching to that 4-3-3, um, the, the unit of three there. I remember Steve Bruce tried 4-3-3 when he first came. Um, we got absolutely battered by Norwich, didn't we? Um, oof, DME. So it just goes to show what happens when you actually work on a system and coach the players in the same way. Um, that you would, you know, a professional team should, like your Atletico Madrid's that Eddie House spent some time with on his uh, time away from the game. Yeah, incredible transformation. And Bruno is just the epitome of that. He's a player that at the time was way too good for us. Got sold the project, sold the vision, and he's just been the most incredible player. And we've had him for twelve months now, and the old regime would probably be looking to sell him now or you know next summer because his stock has risen tenfold, and you're probably looking at. I mean, it's no wonder the Brazil coach got sacked as well um for not for underachieving in the World Cup when he barely played Bruno, which is just mind boggling when you think about it. How can you have a player of that quality? I know you're Brazil and you've got an abundance of quality everywhere pretty much, but how can you have Bruno sat on the bench for, for pretty much every game? It, it, it boggles the mind. This is a this is a guy that was linked to Real Madrid in the summer, six months after we um, bought him, and he was the big, big difference. I loved the way Eddie Howe introduced him into the team. He didn't just chuck him in there. He gave him time to, to settle, to adapt, to learn, and it paid off absolutely magnificently. And this ties on to to my favourite memory of 2022, um, which was the Leicester game. And we were told Bruno doesn't score that many goals. He scored a world against Southampton. He scored this, that and the other. He was scoring goals plenty. And the, the, the epitome of that was the Leicester game where he got a last second winner, a last second winner at the Gallagher end. I was front row that day. And uh, I was up for the weekend. We'd interviewed Olivier Bernard in his pub the day before. That just culminated a magnificent weekend for me. And um, to do the videos afterwards was just an absolute joy. So we've got a little... that, And it was eventful after the game with me and
3: Lee. I said earlier on, that's his best defensive performance in a black and white shirt. And there's no doubt that he's definitely been worked on in training with Eddie Howe. Um, Matt Target... Absolutely brilliant as well. All the defence, Dan Byrne, Fabian share all of them are really, really high marks because we had to dig in deep and obviously Bruno's gonna claim it and rightly so. Mm. Um but the back four were just they were just so fucking good.
2: Yeah, um who would have thought Eddie Howe can arrange a defence? Who's,
3: who's the pick out of those four? Kraft. I would agree, and strangely enough, I would agree because I thought I thought Emil Kraft before, oh have the, the size of the fucking bee. bumblebee. Jesus, stand still. So, Emil Kraft. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Emil Kraft was absolutely sensational. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um
1: going to be clipped up now. Um Yes, it will. There's not many there's not many things. There's not many things that scarcely Laura. But a bumblebee or a wasp absolutely terrifies him. But to be honest with you, Sam, it probably wasn't the moment I thought I'd talk about after the game. It was you hugging Lee Law after uh, after he's scared by a bumblebee? I thought it'd be the moment you hugging Carl and Carl's brother, it was just Carl's brother on that. Carl day, wasn't there. I
2: had his ticket. Uh, yeah, it was just me and yeah. me and Chris. Yeah, man. But yeah, um, yeah tell, us, tell us about
1: that moment. Tell us about that moment, Sam, where. Bruno's ball, uh, Bruno's head connects with Joe Willick's cross, if you want to call it that, and it hits the back of the net. And that first moment of realisation where I'm in the front row when Newcastle just scored the winner, considering the couple of last the, the last two times of trying to come in Newcastle, you couldn't, was it just worth it there and there?
2: Yeah, I mean... I've obviously watched this goal back millions of times and thankfully, I said after the game, I don't think I said it on camera, but I think I said it to one of you's lot. Like if that goal's not on Twitter set to the Titanic music, I'd lost faith in the internet. But luckily it was um, and I hadn't lost faith in the internet. So I've watched it back a fair few times. So I didn't see um, the great work um, from Matt Target at the time to keep the ball in and to start the attack nine times out of ten. Your left-back just let that go out for a goal kick. The whistle goes, it's a draw, it's finished, it's done. Um, but to keep that in and spot the run of Joe Willock, who did brilliantly to, to beat his man. I saw, so this this obviously all happened in in the blink of an eye, and I'll try and articulate it. So I, I saw Willock's obviously making the run towards us. Um, a few players in the box jostling. I'm kind of having a quick look to see who's it who's coming in, I see Bruno miles away, miles away, 94th, 95th minute. He's played the full 90 and, you know, he's still charging forward to get the box. He's like, I oh, need a good ball in here, good ball in here. And then, like, blink of a nice split second, Willock's pass was terrible, awful. So, like, in a split second, you think, oh, what a waste. Takes that deflection and then you just see, I like, look across. This is all happening in slow motion. And you can see Bruno's eyes just light up, connect, hit the back of the net, comes round by us and runs off. And it was just the most just cataclysmic and um, amazing, amazing wild scenes of celebration. Chris tried to jump the barrier, thought better of it, got down and sliced his leg open. Um, but yeah, he was fine. He got a tattoo to cover it, I think. But yeah, it was it was amazing. And it just culminated, as I say, a, a brilliant weekend. A brilliant, um, a brilliant win in what was a very even, very tricky game, and oh, it was just—it's—it's there's, there's, it's great. We were obviously on the receiving end of that against Liverpool, at Anfield earlier this season, um, where we lost to a last second. So we've had both sides of the of the coin, but uh, this this side where we got the winner in the last minute. Which by that point we knew we were staying up, really, didn't we? but i think that put it beyond reasonable doubt not mathematically but beyond reasonable doubt that we that we'd got the job done and it was going to be um it was going to be premier league next season
1: yeah yeah i think that was the moment i think the whole stage and there was just that relief it was like we've done it there's no more questions now newcastle united are going to be a premier league team next season and then let's just see what happens but from then from that moment to the end of the season we picked up some good results we lost to man city and Liverpool, and that kind of gives a little bit of reality check of where we thought Newcastle might be. It was kind of like, you're back, we'll put, we'll put you down a peg or two, if you like. If you're Manchester City, you Liverpool. Manchester City, more in particular, we lost obviously by five goals to nil. But the main moment at the end of that season, Sam, was that game at St James's Park on a Monday night against Arsenal. And an incredible performance was matched by an unbeatable atmosphere. An incredible atmosphere. There's no words I could do it justice that night. The atmosphere was absolutely tremendous. Massive shout out to War Flags for the demonstration before that game. The best demonstration we've ever seen at St James's Park, in my personal opinion. And before we get Josh's clip on Sam about um, the lap of honour and my particular memories of the Arsenal game in a second, was that the moment where you? where the sleeping giant woke up a little bit. It was that moment of going, right, we are going to take on the big boys and we're going to be here for a very, very long time.
2: Yeah, I, I personally hated it because I watched it on telly, which I just wanted to be there so bad because it was incredible. And like we battered them. We battered them. They needed to win to secure top four. If they wouldn't, they would have got top four. Tottenham had slipped up. Um We've not got a good record against Arsenal at all. But if you were a neutral or you'd never watched football before and then two sides were going at it, then you would have said we were the team chasing Champions League football. Never mind. Never, never, never. We absolutely destroyed them. It was so one-sided. It was so... Like a performance we'd not really seen for years and years and years, which was just total and utter domination but we've got the clip um, from Josh as well and this uh, kind of sums it all up as well and we've got a bit of a clip from the Lap of Honour.
4: What's good, everyone? Uh, My personal favourite Newcastle United moment from this year has been seeing the growth and the togetherness of the team. Seeing Eddie's mags come together and and compete as one again has been absolutely incredible. It's something we wanted for so long. It's not about the results. It's not about the way the team play is seeing the togetherness of Eddie's mags and seeing hopefully the massive growth of Newcastle United over the next five, ten, fifteen years.
1: we love Newcastle, we do, we love Newcastle, we do, we love Newcastle, we do, oh Newcastle, we love you, i continue that, because, for me, that was, a huge moment, because, it wasn't necessarily about the, about the result, the result took care of itself, with the performance, but, it meant something to so Arsenal, and, let's be honest, it didn't really mean a lot to Newcastle, Newcastle are going to finish, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, wherever, but, because Arsenal just capitulated and couldn't cope with us, just met, made it so much better. And the two biggest moments that you're seeing from the clip that Josh is talking about in terms of the lap of honour, the two things that I like in particular the first is the big photo after we win games. Because, oh, yeah. because for me, I know people take the mic, they, oh, you've, you've beaten such and such, and the still a picture, and you've beaten such and such. Well, it shows a bit of uni, shows it shows that we're a team. But a team spirit, and you work all hard that week to play on the Saturday, the Sunday, the Monday, like whatever. And to get that three points means everything, or to get that win in the cup competition means everything. And that's what you need to be doing every week, and that's what we've been seeing every week. So we've been seeing that team picture, and the players love it, the fans love it, everybody loves it. Let's keep let's keep on seeing it from now at the end of the season because that'd be phenomenal.
2: Yeah it it did a lot to improve the morale the the bond between um players staff and fans uh, the women have started doing it now as well which is great it was it it, it just it did a lot i mean it, i don't think the plan ever was for them to to keep doing it but after that burnley one there's been so long then it, it it obviously made a huge difference But um, yeah, they're great pictures, and I loved. I can't wait to see. After every time we win, I can't wait to see Jacob Murphy's face on the photo.
1: (laughs) He absolutely loves it. The second bit of that pic, that 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 clip, if you like, is the owners. And for our audio listeners, you would have heard obviously only Castle. We love you, but it was when the owners were walking around towards the strawberry corner, into the Gallagher, into the heart of the Gallagher, if you like, and they, they they just got it. They get it they get it and it's it's lovely to see the likes of Amanda Mia Dad, and Jamie Rubin I know there was I don't think there was any PIF representatives that game but they get it they get the fans they get uh, what it means
2: um I'm oh,
1: sorry Sam just missed that there
2: what so who, who did you Magic say that was there sorry. was there from PIF
1: ah oh, right I'll say sorry um yeah so Again, there was representatives from everybody, so that was fantastic. But they just get it and now they've got, now let's see what they can do. And there was that summer transfer when there was a lot of speculation of players coming in, players coming out, what was going to happen with the team going forward. But um, in the in the midst of all that as well, Sam, there was a charity match that we did for the Beer Game Changer campaign, which is obviously a charity and a, a mental health charity, which is very close to Newcastle Fans TV's heart because I've obviously with, with Josh, who's a valued member of the, of the channel, has obviously expressed his mental health issues. And we raised a, a, quite a lot of money, actually. I think we raised nearly £900 in two weeks, which, with, with the help of the Magpie channel and, and Renty as well. But that was a big, 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 big thing. And Carl in particular
4: talks about this, doesn't he, Sam? Good evening. I shouldn't say that, should I? Ah, oh, I've been asked to send over a, a little clip to Mr. Mulliner to explain what has been my favourite moment of 2022 regarding Newcastle United and NFTV. Now, 2022 regarding Newcastle United, everything, everything, staying in the Premier League comfortably, now sitting pretty in third. Eddie Howe doing absolute wonders with the squad that we've got. It's been, it's just rejuvenated the, the city, the northeast, everything. Which leads me on to my next point. My favourite moment of the NFTV, um, or my favourite NFTV moment of 2022, was the charity football match that we had um, up at the NU Foundation, um, meeting people that I haven't met in person, which was fantastic. Uh, We got spanked, which wasn't great, Um, but that actually set the ball rolling to get myself and the missus and the little one up here um of which we're now living in the northeast so how can i not have that as my favorite moment i'm here living life thank you uh, and it, genuinely nftv was a huge part of that decision making process so i've got to thank everyone for that subscribes to the channel and that enjoys the content that we do because it's given me the push to follow what i want to do and move up here and and take things seriously so thank you uh, yeah I'm the people will see it on the highlights yeah, my legs hanging off to be fair, that's something I couldn't run. If I, I couldn't run before, I definitely couldn't run after half time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was enjoyable, just obviously the scoreline something to...
3: Fitness, wasn't it? Yeah,
4: definitely. But
3: the main thing, though, why we're here is raising awareness and yeah, money, for people, uh, big game and for mental health. I think we're all massive
4: advocates of that as well. We've all had our uh, own experiences. I so. have this year, myself, so, yeah. yeah. So really really good good event really enjoyed it so hopefully we can uh we can start making it a bit bigger because everyone involved in you know, it had a good time so i would to come up every week for it to be
3: fair it was great it was yeah great. come all way doing from redditch all the way, to, redditch, all way up yeah. sorry yeah. and carl's gotta shoot off to see So always misses the wonderful world of our coastline so you we'll might. let him shoot off thanks carl for coming try and
1: view
4: a house you never know
1: yeah the wonderful world of Newcastle via Redditch. <laughs> so that's one Brummy boy that's moving up to the northeast. When's the next one, so
2: I think Carl's brother has moved up, hasn't he?
1: TBC after today's conversation.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Don't hold your breath on that one, but it was great. Uh, i tell you what will have to happen next time. I'm going to have to come up and, and uh, show you how it's done on the next charity match, weren't I? Because, uh, I can't miss out on another one. It's just obviously very difficult with travel circumstances, of course. But, um, yeah, it's it's got got to be done. I mean, Chris Woff from The Athletic put on an absolute clinic that day. He was on fire.
1: He really was. I would call your excuse there a cop-out. A cop-out, Mr Norma.
2: You should be coming up regardless.
1: You should be coming up regardless. Rude. For charity. Some
2: of us (laughs) have to work for a living seven yeah, hour round
1: trip I mean, yes it is, it is a long trip I have to be honest it is a long trip but uh, yeah it was a fantastic um, a fantastic day and I'm, I'm sure we'll get you on to the next one but before we move on to the men's team and going into the start of this se- uh, this season look, um, in Eddie Howe and Newcastle do it unbelievably well which is just fantastic you see just a word on the women's team Sam and that day against Annick Town ladies and where. Newcastle won by four goes to nil, but that almost wasn't even important. It was just the whole day and the, the celebration of the women's team finally getting the recognition it deserves. So I think I feel that should be mentioned while we talk about Newcastle United this uh, this calendar year.
2: Yeah, it was one of my favourite days. It was huge for a lot of the lasses there. Brooke, Croc- uh, Brooke Cochran. but Brooke Uh to for that to be one of her final ever games on a football pitch to score a penalty there as well. Um, huge, 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 great family occasion, wonderful day, um, and I just hope they can carry it on and and finally get promotion this season. But it was it was a cracking, cracking day, wasn't it?
1: It was an amazing day. I really, really enjoyed it. And you know, you talk about making seven hour round trips. You know, you, you, Newcastle played Liverpool the day before. and Newcastle women played the day after. And you went to the women's game and you didn't go and see Newcastle versus Liverpool. That tells you how important. That day was for Mr. Moment. but that happened again this...
2: this season, didn't it? Did it? Well, I came up seven hours to have half an hour with Alan St. Maximin, and then did. didn't go to the game yeah. the next day against Man City.
1: That that ties it on perfectly, actually, because Alan St. is going to be mentioned in the next two clips. Um, Alan St. Maximum was doing an event at the Metro Centre for his uh, card game under the Helios umbrella, and it was Manchester City at St. James's Park the day after, Sam, and Newcastle have done well, let's be honest. The first two games done very, very well home win against Nottingham Forest. Yes, people will probably expect us to beat Nottingham Forest, but Nottingham Forest, first game back from the Premier League after 22 years away, people will probably you know romanticise about that potentially being a banana skin for Newcastle. And then when you look at the start that Brighton have made this season, a very very good point at the Amex. Not many teams will go to the Amex and get something. Let's be honest. I don't think many teams have got something this season at the Amex. So it was Manchester City, and people were saying with the likes of the new signings of Sven Botman, how will they cope? How will Bruno cope against Man City with a bit, you know, let's say a better team around him? If you like, Joe Linton was on fire. Miguel Nier on a start the season pretty well, and Alan Saint-Maximin for me made his name in that game. He if. If Alan St. Matthews plays like that every single game for Newcastle Oof. United, Sam, Oof. wow, what a player Newcastle United will have.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. You can spend all the, the money you like, but a lot of the the players that are responsible for the resurgence are players that have already been here before. You like to make the Almoran. ASM can do anything on his day. Joe Linton revitalised. Sean Longstaff revitalised. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not just been the the money signings Bruno and uh, and 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 the others. So f- even more credit to to Eddie Howe and Alan St. Maximum was phenomenal against Man City. Um Best game same, in
1: game
2: back wage there for Maximum? Yeah, I think so. It's a shame he got injured the game after. Um because it was it was the start of something it could have been the start of something really, really special. Um so that was a big, big shame. But he was unplayable against Man City that day.
1: He really was. And Harry and Liam have mentioned that this is their moment of twenty twenty two when Newcastle really took on the big boys of the Premier League.
5: Hello everyone. And first of all, I would love to thank you for all your fantastic support throughout twenty twenty two and um hopefully we move on to a bigger and better 2023, but my favourite moment of the year, Newcastle United was, um, I think the Manchester City game at home, um, going toe to toe with the champions, going three three one up. Um, obviously, Miguel Almirón scoring, proving Jack Grealish Jack wrong as well. But I think that that game and the atmosphere there was just was just incredible. And then, yeah unbelievable uh unbelievable game unbelievable atmosphere um and just summed up to me how far the club's come in such a short space of time uh i mean december last year we lost we lost four four nil at home i think it was to them so dropped to drawing three uh, three seven eight months later incredible so yeah that is my favorite newcastle united moment of the year
2: Alright, so my favourite moment of the year so far was drawn 3-3 free, free with Man City. <clears throat> Obviously it just shows what we can do against the big boys now. Up the tune, if you haven't wondered, I am in the famous dressing gown and in the famous bathroom. As I like to do videos in the bathrooms for some reason, but here you go.
1: What a game of football we've just seen at St James's Park. It's finished. Newcastle 3, Manchester City 3. Now, I don't think they have 3-3 in the predictions, Lee, but what a game of football we've just seen there.
3: Jack Grealish, are you watching? Jack Grealish, where you hiding? Because it was written on the cards for Miggy to score, Bottle and it, he? he did. And Jack Grealish wasn't even the 18. And how many goals do you have, Jack Grealish? How many assists do you have? It's not very professional for other professional footballers to slag off other footballers. It's for the fans' opinion, not for a footballer. So a message to Jack Grealish. Fuck you. Sorry, I had to get that off me, Chad. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like
1: everybody on in a the, the black and white shirt played like Armour on that day, didn't they, Sam? Well, we can't hear Sam right now, which isn't great. So I'll ask I'm, him the question again. How about, he's got, about well, now? He's got, he's got noise. There you go. I've changed. It. No, no,
2: <laughs> no, don't don't, no, because I've changed audio output. Um, so. <laughs> Who would have thought? Sorry, can I please put
1: it? Apologies. Apologies. Apologies for our audio listeners here. Yeah, if we put this on YouTube, look at where the wires are. Oh no. You look like you've got a doctor's version. What's
3: happening you? You here? Because-
2: it's because that clip was only two minutes, nine seconds long, and I didn't have. <laughs> Uh, an extra 10 seconds to untangle this bit of the uh, the wires. So had it have been in Carl's clip, which was uh, nine seconds longer, I probably would have got it done. But, you know, these things happen. Um, to the point, who would have thought Miggy was just going to get better and better and better and better? That was the game that kick-started it all. and You know, you, sometimes you just need one to roll in off your shin. And, and that's what happened with Miggy Let's against Man. Sure. It was off something, (laughs)
3: um.
2: So, uh, yeah, he's been great, hasn't he, Miggy? And what a resurgence! Um, yeah, Miggy and ASM on their day now can can win matches with a, a moment of brilliance. So that 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 Man City game was incredible. I mean we blew a 3-1 lead but that game still fondly remembered so that just goes to tell you that Newcastle fans still have their their feet firmly on the floor but going toe-to-toe with the big boys uh, like we did at Anfield a few few weeks afterwards we've gone a long way
1: Yeah, it's funny because there was two Newcastle fans around me when we played Man City when Kieran Trippier scored that free kick to make it 3-1 to Newcastle one Newcastle fan says, "I can't believe i are going to beat Man City." And the other, and the other fan says, "Oh my God, we're not going to lose against Man City." <laughs> 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 so that just, that just tells you where we were at that point. And um, we'll have to end mention Alan Say, Max, once again, Sam, because Matt, a friend of the friend of the channel now, of course, used to be part of the channel, hosted the most famous Greenwood and Mullen show quiz of all time, in which Greenwood won and Mullen and lost but Matt mentions a moment where Sam you were there and I wasn't
0: so tell me all about it
2: Well I'll let Matt tell you all about it first
0: I think my favourite moment on the pitch this year was uh, Sam Maxman's volley against Wolves in the 90th minute we'd just come off the back of a massive result against Manchester City, we looked like we were going to lose that game against Wolves and just lose all momentum, we absolutely batted them in that game as well I remember and it was one of those games where you just think oh, something's got to happen here and and he just pulled out a bit of magic. 90th minute, it was a brilliantly executed shot. Pulled it out the bag for a Scottish point in that game. And yeah, we lost the next game against Liverpool. But for me, that's the standout on the pitch. There's been a lot to choose from. You know, Miggy Armour You he could pick any number of his goals. But for me, that's the one that stands out so far.
1: How many times was the, the phrase Oh my god mentioned in that clip with you and Lee when Alan Maximum got that equalizer against Balls?
2: Just the Best goal I've seen live. The t- I was saying to you before we started, wasn't I, that the TV, like watching that on TV, the TV cameras do not do that goal justice at all. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen live. Oh, what a magnificent goal! And I was always determined never to make a tit of myself on YouTube when I first started the channel, like in goal celebrations and whatnot. That that went out the window after that game. Um, yeah, oh, it was incredible, incredible. And um, you know, we deserved to win the game in the end. Uh, Elliot Anderson at the hit the bar, didn't he? And yeah, oh, what a goal! What a goal! We've scored some absolute crackers this season. Miggy share, uh, oh but that one was utter, utter filth.
1: I was actually on my, I was walking to work and <laughs> I literally I left the house at like 70, 75 minutes. Um, and I was I had my phone on SkyGo walking up and next to where I work, there's like a little cut. So I literally went through that cut. So there's no cars, there's no beeping. I can listen, literally just watch it on your phone and i was about a quarter to a third of the way through this it cut it's about a six seven minute walk and i've just seen the score i was like and I, I literally i'm so glad no one was with me at the time that like, there was nobody walking past me and no one walked behind because i was like i'm running around get in just got a <laughs> and, it
2: was a worldie oh uh, the way he plucked it out of the sky and and hit it with such control
1: like the season, or was, for Newcastle, or was Miggy's goal against uh, Fulham
2: better than that? Both technically very good goals, but I will give it to ASM's just, and that's that's not slating Miggy's goal at all because it was another phenomenal strike um, for the outside of his foot, what well, not to get it over the keeper and precision, but the the, the control on that volley because any normal man would have just skied that fifty yards over Molyneux. And that would have been that. We'd have gone on to lose the game. And it would have been a very disappointing result. It was incredible. I I, I just can't describe it. It was just what a hit. What a hit, the technique, the precision in the finish. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And that's, that's what he's got on his day. That was off the back of that Man City performance, wasn't it? And he, he injured himself doing that. And that's when he, he picked up a knock and he was out for pretty much uh, uh, until now, six wasn't weeks. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. He he just had a bit of a bit part role just before the World Cup, didn't he? Did he get on once before or twice before the World Cup? So it it really halted St Maximin's season and it was looking like it was going to be something special. But if he can get back to that form, which I'm sure he can because we're playing in a... He's playing in a good attacking team now where things can happen in the final third. If he can get back to that, my word, we're in for a treat in 2023 as well. Add into the mix that uh, Isak as well. Can we see Isak, St. Maximin, Almoran, Wilson all on the pitch at the same time? I don't know. But um, yeah, it's very exciting.
1: Very, very exciting. One man that's, that's been incredible. And what the tra- transformation! An incredible transformation, I, I think that's the only way you can describe it with Miguel Almiron. We'll talk about his performances and, and we'll talk about how he's improved in a second but Mark mentions Miguel Almiron in all its glory.
6: Favourite moment, is very tricky when you think about the club because we've got so much to be proud of. Quarter-final of the Cup, third in the league, was second, undefeated at St Joseph's Park, one loss this season. What a transformation and what a difference from this time last year incredibly proud of that football club and i don't think was expecting the the changes to come so quickly and we're we're reaping the rewards very quickly of that takeover so it's been fantastic i would have to say probably my favorite moment for the club this season though is the transformation of uh miguel moron it's been incredible seeing he's just a new player isn't he very well documented struggles when he first came um a troubling couple of years where we we wondered if we had to give up on him a little bit but has turned it around completely and it's been incredible to watch so long may that continue for a personal point of view as well in the channel and the favorite moment there as boring as it is it's just getting involved i've been a fan of the channel for a long time and so getting to know all of the guys very hardworking bunch very very good bunch of people um you know to see the channel grow like it has um the guests that sam and johnny have got and just the great content that we've been putting out the dedication that lee puts in it's just been brilliant to get involved and long may that continue i hope that i can contribute even more next year happy new year everyone thank you very much
3: God, what a call, man! Na 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 na
1: na na na! Yeah, he's yeah, just he's been absolutely brilliant, and I, I I don't want to say it because I don't. Have don't any... say them. Don't say them. I was just gonna. I, I will say because all I was gonna say was. I think he's probably been the player of the season so far. But then you mentioned Nick Pope, you mentioned Sven Botman, you mentioned Fabian Shea, you mentioned Dan Burns performances, you mentioned Bruno Guimaraes, you mentioned Joe Willick's been pretty good as well. You mentioned Callum Wilson. I, 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 it's just, oh, uh, Joe Linton's been brilliant as well. So I can't, if I had to, a minute, if someone had to put me on the spot, I'd probably say Miggy with Sven, Botman and Bruno Gimredge in my top three. But don't kill me, Newcastle like your fans, if you've got a difference of opinion on that, because that's me just thinking about it for about a good seven and a half seconds. Um, what moment or what performance for you, Sam, stood out when you look when you think about Mickey Elmer on this season? Ooh. That's a good question.
2: Uh, <laughs> I think that the, the two down London... Um, Fulham and Tottenham I think the goal he scored against Tottenham if that was Mo Salah people would have been getting beside themselves about the quality in that finish that goal that typical um weaving in and out of defence and slotting it under the goalkeeper into the corner like prime Mo Salah did um yeah that that was phenomenal um I never, I didn't see this coming. I've got to be honest. I I didn't see this coming. Um, Like, discussing it at the end of last season and whatnot, you would like, my argument was, well, you have to sell him or give him a new contract because it's coming up to that point where he'll start to lose value. Um, He'll be getting a new contract now, no doubt about it. What a transformation. And I'm so pleased for him. He's been great. He really has. He's found that finishing form, and you can't praise him highly enough. And uh, we all love his smile. Bless him. And now he's uh, he's got the goals and assists to to match the smile, which uh, he hasn't always had. You just got to love him, don't you?
1: You have to. I think it, God loves a try, and Miguel Muñoz certainly tries a lot for Newcastle. And I know Liam said he just runs a lot, but he runs a lot with goals and assists now. He didn't have any goals or assists at the start yeah. of 2022. And that was a severe worry because that's what you kind of get judged on, especially if in a relegation battle at that point. Can we get enough goals and assists out of Miguel Almiron to keep us in this division? Because if Callum Wilson was getting injured, which he did inevitably, unfortunately, where are the goals going to come from? And look, he certainly proved this, this season that he's been incredible. I think the Southampton game, he was superb. I agree with Sam. I think Spurs is a different Miguel Miron. I think that was a real confident Miguel Miron. and maybe
2: the um, sorry to butt in the relationship he has on the right hand side with Trippier now, um, because we always it used to be a criticism of him. He's so left footed um, that it, it didn't really work when he first got put on the right. Um, but he has that relationship with Trippier now, and it's, and and also the relationship. Um, between him and Bruno, um, with a couple of one twos they've had the Fulham goal, um, the goal um, last week. Yeah, um, just amazing synergy and chemistry between the lads there, and that's that comes from hard work on the training pitch. That doesn't just happen. That 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 happens through hard work and and you know practice makes permanent. Brilliant. Just brilliant, 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 and top pros, top pros, and just wow! And I hope it continues. I hope it continues because we've got nine goal, nine Premier League goals already this season.
1: Nine Premier League goals, and it took. I think I think before that you only had nine goals for Newcastle
2: mm. before
1: this season. And that just tells you that tells you the transformation in itself. But you'd have to you'd have to put them in your, in your team of the season in the Premier. Yeah, League. that's how that's how that's how important. And that's how good he's been for for Newcastle this season. Um, but yeah, just keep it going, Miggy. Keep it up and keep it going from now at the end of the season because we he's still another nine goals, bloody hell. Where will Newcastle be? Because you'd like to think we'll be in the top four if that's the case. Um the one thing that will always be controversial when you mention Newcastle United is, is of course the Saudi Arabian ownership. And everyone will have their opinions. Some make their opinions a bit more louder than others and we'll try and get them on in 2023 if you get our gist however when the world cup came lee decided to go to saudi arabia to follow Newcastle united
2: that boy hates and, the world cup
1: yeah he's, he's very much club before country which i'm sure i would say 95 percent of football fans across the across england probably are um but he did go to saudi arabia I think Lee would probably say he was a little bit anxious, a little bit nervous about going to Saudi Arabia really for the first time, particularly on his, on his own as well. But he did, You see he why? A...
2: a man abroad with that fashion sense? <laughs> Hold on, your fashion sense ain't much better. <laughs> this is a new jumper.
1: It's Ben Shannon.
2: <laughs> it's, it's not actually, it's um, fat face. Um,
1: oh, yeah, I've got a hat. I've got a hat
2: for Other brands are available if especially if they let's want to sponsor the show
1: sponsor. <laughs> exactly um however lee went and he did a few videos he went around and had a little look and he came back and expressed some views about saudi arabia and about his time there while supporting new united so sam let's hear what lee
3: has to say um my highlights of 2022 off the top of your head i think of all the guests that you guys have got in the podcast i think about Us being at every single Newcastle United game last season, we're the only channel now to do that last season. That's some achievement by the team, and we don't need to talk about that much, but that is some achievement considering all the miles. And you look at the office, opening the office is a massive thing for especially the local lads uh, who we've got down there. Johnny's got access, I've got access, Carl's now got access as well, so that's another one. And then, of course, Saudi Arabia, taking the channel out to Saudi Arabia was a, a total new experience for me, going to a Muslim country, learning the culture, seeing how uh, everyday life is out there, so that was a big thing, of course, for the channel, and on the pitch is, of course, Newcastle United 2022 is what a year, if the league started in January, you're talking the top two or three position, which is incredible, so on the pitch has been fantastic, Despite having the summer off because of pre-season, despite the World Cup as well, and the consistency there, and this squad really, really isn't really, should be a squad that's sitting where it is in the Premier League right now, it's incredible, it should be way further down the table, so it goes to show you, incredible if players actually get coached, which is quite um unique and quite special but those are my highlights from a personal perspective and on the pitch as well. Enjoy the rest of your show lads <laughs>
1: We won a trophy
2: <laughs> behave yourself we did we won
1: a trophy 55 65 75 years of hurt are over we've won a trophy in 2022 and um, so I'm, that was that I'm, was
2: all a bit weird wasn't it
1: yeah Sam, how did you feel about winning that saudi arabian Cup? i
2: don't know it was very weird very odd that that presentation and whatnot but you know If that's what we're going to do, that's what we're going to do. And and fair play to Lee as well going over there, um, embracing the culture, embracing new new places and, you know, new countries and whatnot. We're going to have to get used to if we're going to be back in Europe on a regular basis. So, you know, we could be going out to Europe every month at least next season, fingers crossed. So, yeah, um, certainly, yeah leaves us a lot to look forward to.
1: It it certainly does. 2023 should be something extraordinary. And look, whatever your thoughts on Saudi Arabia are and the PIF, as long as they do the right things with this football club, then Newcastle fans will be generally happy. There will obviously be some people that will be against this takeover and they'll have their reasons and quite rightly so in, in some instances. But let's just enjoy the ride. Let's enjoy the journey while while we can, because it is really, really, really good. Talk about Newcastle in this light. It has been fantastic. And just before we finish this show, Sam, um, there's been some sad news, actually, about um, a former guest of ours, um, Pete Graves. Um, unfortunately, his sister's passed away today, which is very, very sad. Um, I just thought it'd be appropriate just to say, on behalf of everybody in, the, in regards to myself and uh, well, Sam and I, and everybody in Newcastle fans, too, to like express our deepest condolences to pete and his family with the very very sad news about that it's certainly um really really sad we'd like to again express our deepest sympathies to everybody in pete's family at this time um certainly puts a little bit of perspective on things with everything going on in the world but just finally son 2023 the newcastle united if it is good surely (laughs) If it is good in 2023, surely we've got a trophy, haven't we?
2: Let's not get ahead of ourselves, let's keep our feet on the floor. But yeah, we're gonna win the treble. (laughs) No, I I mean, look, um, again, a friend of the show, Ral Coley, he made the bold prediction of top three finish. We all mocked him, not you know, he's a stand up comedian, so he's there and ripe for mocking but um, he's looking more and more accurate as time goes on. Um, we have exchanged a few messages since, and, and he did mention something along the lines of a domestic treble, but um, we'll, we'll soon see about that. But, yeah, the Carabao Cup, I think, is, is getting almost tangible for a lot of fans now. There's still a lot of work to be done. I know we beat Leicester the other week, but they're still a good side. Home advantage, though. It'll be a great night. War flags will do their thing, as they always do. Uh, amazing group of people, um, yeah. Hopefully, we can finally get close to getting that elusive silverware in the uh, in the cabinet once again.
1: Twenty twenty three could see Newcastle play at Wembley in a cup final, maybe a semi final at Wembley in the. You, like oh, gardens. battle for
2: loyalty points will really kick off then, won't it? How does well, how does
1: Bruno's dad get to all these games? He must have loads of points. How does he do it?
2: He was there back in the day. I I I I saw him at um, Panionios away in the UEFA Cup back in the day when uh, I think it must have been Clive or someone scored. Yeah, uh, pff, yeah, big time, is not he? Yeah. No wonder. No wonder he chose us over Arsenal.
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic to see Newcastle beat in European competition and at Wembley. That would be amazing, be absolutely amazing. It's not not happened yet, still got some work to do and so has the Greenwood and Mouliners show. We've got some work to do. We're going to continue in 2023 and try and get you some amazing guests with some amazing stories and talk about Newcastle United in between that. Why not? Because that would be fantastic to do so. Uh, my thanks to Sam Mouliners today for this fantastic Greenwood and Mouliners show talking about all things Newcastle United in the calendar year of 2022. We hope you enjoy it and we hope to see you in 2023. Have a fantastic new year from me and Mr. Mulliner. We'll see you all very soon.
0: Newcastle Fans TV. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is proudly sponsored by Casa San Lorenzo Gosforth, the best Italian cuisine in the northeast. Reserve a table today on 0191213 or visit casasanlorenzo.co.uk.